Hi, and welcome to... Yeah, that can't be good! The Wonderfalls Edition, with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, that can't be good. It's a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter in the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series, Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDB credits, and quick cap for Wonderfalls Season 1, Episode 8, Love Sick Ass. Series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland. Written by Gretchen Berg, Aaron Harberts, Harry Victor, and Dan E. Fessman. Directed by Tom Holland. Original air date, November 3rd, 2004. This episode aired only in Canada. And now for the quick cap. Jay and Eric tried to help an abandoned Russian bride-to-be find the man who claimed to want to marry her. They find Peter, a 13-year-old, who recently lost his mother to cancer and has a father who does not seem to pay attention to him. Katia stays with Jay while Jay recruits her sister Sharon, an immigration lawyer, to help get Katia back home to Russia. When Jay finally has to resort to threats to get Peter to leave Katia alone, Peter's attention shifts to Jay and Katia. Learning that Jay and Eric are not a couple shifts her attention to Eric, which does not make Jay happy. Eric and Peter bond over Peter's loss and Eric's confusion about Jay after Eric stops Peter's attempt to murder him to keep him away from Jay. Peter's father goes to Jay's trailer to give Katia the money to get home, but they end up, air quotes, bonding, and when Sharon comes to offer her help to Katia, she is informed by Peter's father that Katia will be staying and her help is no longer necessary. Jay and Eric finally decide to give a date a try. Peter congratulates them for working out their issues, but at that moment, Eric's car bursts into flames. Peter may still have a few issues to work out for himself. Just a reminder, dental work, not drunk. So we're back with Season 1, Episode 8, Love Sick Ass. I was trying to decide what I thought you were going to think of this one, but go ahead. What did you think of this one? Um, I found it irritating. Is that what you were thinking? I thought that originally, but I was wrong last week when I totally thought you were going to hate that one. So I second-guessed myself. Yeah. And I thought maybe you were going to really like it. (laughs) No, I I didn't hate it. I find it mildly irritating. Because of the kid or because of the circumstances? The kid was pretty annoying. Yeah, the circumstances behind the episode or within the episode. I don't know, everything just seemed like, I don't want to say inappropriate, but... Some of it was. Yeah, pretty inappropriate, I think. Right. I did like it, and I kind of remembered liking it, too. I thought the kid was hilarious, although creepy, and there was a lot. Not a lot, but there were parts that didn't need to be in there, which would have made it less creepy. Yeah. Just a couple things, like his screensaver wallpaper. Yeah. How does that work when your father hooks up with her later and she's probably going to be your stepmother? Right. Or like even that whole scene at the end, like, listen, I'm not a prude or anything like that. But I mean, was that really necessary at the end to have the trailer bouncing up and down like that? It was so stupid. And like, again, like that's not your house. You're just some person that I don't know. Right. And the fact that you hook up with somebody once and she's going to stay in the United States just like that. Yeah, there were a couple things if they weren't there, it wouldn't have been as creepy. It would have been kind of a cute story of this kid who has a crush on an older woman which he's most likely looking for a mother figure, but... Yeah, I mean, also not to mention that the mother had just died, like... A year ago, yeah. A year ago, you know. Right. 
And the fact of the matter is that the father and the woman, Katya, is that her? Were bonding over the letters he wrote to his wife. Yeah. And he's thinking about his wife. And in the next minute, they're hooking up. Yeah. Yeah. But I did think the kid was hilarious. And I did like the story, except if they took out those two creepy things. It would have not been so creepy. I think what would have made it better if the kid was doing this for the father. Yes. You know, like he, he sent her the poems. He sent her. Pretending uh, to be the father. Right. Yeah. I think that would have. Well, I mean, now I'm bordering the lines of like a Hallmark plot line. But I think that would have made it, I think, a little more approachable. I think I would have um, had a little more empathy for the characters. Yeah, that would have been a good idea to do it that way. Although, I don't know. I think they're trying to show us that this kid is a psychopath anyway. Oh, yeah. You know, I don't know if the story went that he was pretending to be his father to get his father a wife or a date that the psychopath part would come out. Do you know what I'm saying? I guess, maybe. Because if he's just pretending to be his father, I have to imagine he's not going to be blowing up cars or trying to kill somebody with a bat. Or driving his bike into a... He was he was all set to hit. That's what I mean. And I yeah. think if it was about him pretending to be his father, none of that would happen. So we wouldn't see the psychopath in him, I think. Gotcha. Okay, I understand. I think that they're trying to show that this kid, although, you know, you have to you feel sorry for him. He lost his mother. His father is clueless. There's problems there. I mean, he did a lot of things that you're like, oh, okay, that's not normal. That's right. not, this kid has a crush on an older woman. That's more than that. Right. So, I mean, that's what I think, but I don't know. I'd like your idea better because it would have been less creepy. I, I don't know. I mean, I thought it was just kind of weird. Yeah, it was very creepy. So Mahandra's pressuring Jay about Eric. And I think I'm pointing that out for a reason. I mean, not I think I'm pointing it out for a reason. If I remember, I'm pointing that out for a reason if I'm correct. Does that make sense? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> so I'm pointing out the fact that Mahandra is pressuring Jay about Eric. She wants them to get together. And I'm saying that. I'm making a note of that. I think we have to remember that for later. But I'm not positive. But I'm pointing it out just in case we have to remember that. Well, she's been doing that for a couple of episodes. Now. I know, but this one was big pressure, it seemed like. Well, maybe she's probably just as annoyed as we are about hearing them both, like, skirt around the subject. Right, right. So, you know, Jay tells her that she has her own issues, and, of course, Eric has his, and she thinks it won't end well. But as soon as Jay gets to the store, the, the barrel bear tells her that the girl needs a boy, which I assume she believes the girl is her. Right. And as Jay is cutting the pot of coffee, and I hate when people do that, because you leave everybody else with wheat coffee. But anyway, she's cutting the pot. The stuffed donkey tells Jay that the girl needs a donut, but there's no donuts. Right. So she goes out looking for Eric, who I can't tell if he was delivering donuts. Does the restaurant deliver donuts to them every day, or was he bringing her donuts? I have no idea. I think he was bringing her donuts. Yeah, so how did she know he was bringing her donuts? I don't know who she went out to look for is, I guess, what I'm saying. Did she go out to look for him? There was no donuts, and she went outside. So what What was she looking for? Did she see him outside? I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know if, if his restaurant delivers donuts, but he says, I was bringing them to you. So what was she looking for when she went outside? I don't know. Anyway, Katya, is that it? Katya? Katya. Katya. Yeah, I think anytime you have a Russian woman in your movie or show, I think that's always, like, the first name that you go with. 
<laughs> yes, that's true. So she's from Russia and she's waiting at a fountain for her fiance, Peter. But she's been there all night and he never showed up. Jay thinks the reason Eric wants to help Katya, because Eric says that Katya makes him sad, is because he's relating what happened to her to what Heidi did to him. Right. Which absolutely makes sense. He also asks Jay if she's ever been in love, and we can see that she really hasn't. So their conversations, you know, he was really pushing, but not pushing for some of it. Yeah. You could tell most of the things he was talking about were about Jay, but... I can't explain what I'm thinking. A lot of the things he was talking about, like with Peter, were about other people, but really they were about her. Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think, yeah, everything he was saying was kind of tied back to her without saying it directly. Right, yeah. And so Mahandra has to tell them that the place Katya is supposed to get married in at 6 p.m. is not the fountain because she kept saying the fountain of love. Um, she was supposed to get married, but a chapel named the fountain of love. So they go there, and Eric doesn't do well in the chapel due to all of the wedding reminders. And so he passes out, and I thought the clerk was funny. Oh, this happens all the time. Right. <laughs> but it's like this whole episode was him trying to prove that he was over Heidi and failing. Um, right. Then this is when we meet Peter, when they go to um, his house. So I've seen this kid in other things. I knew I'd seen this kid in other things, but I had to look him up. He was in a few of the Tim Allen Santa Claus movies. Okay. But the, what I'm relating him to, I think, is he was in an episode of Law and Order. And this was back in the 90s, but I watched Law and Order so many times over the years. Back in the 90s? How old was Oh, I forgot the this show. This was 2004, yeah. He played a seven-year-old possible sociopath. Okay. <laughs> and I remember that episode, and he was creepy. But the funny thing is, it was about illegal adoption from Russia. So, really? Yeah. Also, I never thought about it before, but I guess there must be quite a few of these Las Vegas like wedding chapels around now. Niagara Falls, you know, since it used to be the big honeymoon spot. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if it still is, but at one time it was. I have a picture of my grandparents on their honeymoon in Niagara Falls. I bet you these are all over the place. Yeah. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Dud Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicki over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicki continue on with the Warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. Okay, so they find out the 6 p.m. appointment was canceled. 
Eric's fainting only makes Jay think that she really should not get involved with him, obviously. And like we said earlier, he's the only one who doesn't seem to know he isn't over Holly. Editing Vicky here. Keep calling her Holly. No idea why. Just know I mean Heidi. I don't know if he's not over Holly or he's not over what happened. It's two different things. Yeah, I think it's more PTSD than her. Right? Yeah. So they find Peter, but he's 13, which we said, and he's grounded. So he couldn't meet Katya to get married. His father found out that he used his credit card and canceled the charges and grounded him. So here's a question. I mean, if you found out that your son used your credit card for a wedding chapel wouldn't you ask questions here's the next line in my notes so his father canceled the charges wouldn't you think he'd notice and wonder why his son was booking a wedding chapel exactly yeah exactly and it's not like somebody stole my card and there's these weird charges he obviously knew his son used the card because he grounded him for it yeah well the father's a piece of work anyway yeah there is um i mean he kind of seemed indifferent about everything that was going on like he really didn't care all that much true when eric goes to talk to him he doesn't actually punch eric but Eric doesn't get anywhere with him. All he wants to do is just pay her, her way home, and that that's the end of it, and not figure out why his son bought somebody. How did Eric get that black eye? He said it was the father's fault, but Eric crashed into something, a crane or something. Okay. I can't remember what he said. But, you know, originally we were made to think that he got punched in the eye, but he didn't. It happened when he was talking to the father. Something hit his eye at that work site. Okay. Or whatever. And as we talked about earlier, I could have lived without the intimate photo discussion and his desktop wallpaper. Yeah. Because, like I said before, we could believe that Peter was really looking for a mother figure until this creepy part in his father hooking up with her later. So Eric is trying to make progress with Jay. But then when Katya thinks that Eric is her boyfriend or husband and Jay goes over the top to say they're just friends, then Eric gets upset. And he says, I think she got the point because she keeps saying not boyfriend, not together, you know. Right, right. I mean, if Eric knows her, that doesn't mean anything. No, I know. I mean, that's why the whole thing is really irritating, because obviously at the end where they're like, he clearly sees that there's something there between the two of them. Right. And she's just being like, like, if I was him, I'd be like, okay, this this girl likes me and I need to do something about it. Why get upset? Right. It's like she says that he knows that she's not making herself clear. Right. But instead he gets upset. Like we're supposed to believe that he really thinks she's making herself clear and she's not. We know that. And he should know that. Yeah. You know? After the first two initial conversations with the inanimate objects, yeah. what else did she have in this episode? Uh, I would have assumed that things are getting, maybe things are, I wouldn't say things are getting better for her, but maybe she's starting to make decisions on her own as opposed to getting them from these other sources. So I thought that that's what they were doing is slowly weeding these things out. You said the same thing about the objects last week. It's like they tell her what to do and they don't have to push her along. Right. And that seems to be happening this week as well. Except this week, it doesn't even seem like they're giving her instructions. It just seems like they're making a statement. The girl needs a boy. And so, yes, in the end, the girl, Katya, gets a man, Peter's father. But that doesn't seem like it's going to go well since Peter's not well. I mean, he wanted to kill Eric to get him out of the way because of Jay. What is he going to do to his father? I mean, how is that going to help their relationship? 
So what's going to happen when his father marries, that's what we assume is going to happen, the woman that he was in love with from Russia and brought over to marry himself? The message didn't seem to make a lot of sense this week. Right. I Yeah, I don't, I don't understand. So I know you don't think the kid is funny, but I think the kid's hilarious. And him coming to the trailer to get his bride was funny. I, I don't know. When he was yelling outside, like, Stella! Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Something is weird. So Eric tries to talk some sense into him at the bar. And then I liked how Jay and Eric were basically arguing about themselves while trying to explain to Peter that Katya doesn't want him. You know, they were having a whole argument about their relationship while trying to explain to Peter that obviously this whole thing with Katya isn't going to work and why. Yeah. And then finally, Jay just pins Peter against the wall and threatens him. And so his attention now is shifted to Jay. Katya makes dinner for Eric. It was disgusting. Is that a real thing? I should have looked it up. I don't know. I don't know what they eat in Russia. I've never been there. Anyway, Peter shows up with flowers for Jay, and he sees Eric is there, although he thinks they're alone in the trailer. So Peter rides his bike into a boxing glove tied to a telephone pole to give himself a black eye. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, again, this kid's, yeah, it's something, something wrong there. <laughs> yeah, there is. And he goes and tells Jay that Eric did it. So Eric decides to go talk to Peter's father, and he comes back with a black guy. But he did find out that Peter's mother died a year ago, and Eric thinks his father doesn't pay much attention to Peter, which is obvious. Yeah. But Peter says a few things throughout this episode, like we've already talked about, that can lead you to believe that there is bigger issues other than his dealing with his mother's death. Or maybe were amplified by his mother's death. Because earlier when Eric was trying to talk to him, Peter said he did everything he was supposed to do. Find a girl was first and pay for her was second. Yeah. In the car, he told Jay that he can keep her safe from Eric. The cabin has a basement. Like, he's going to keep her in the basement. And later on at the cabin, when he brings Eric to the cabin, Eric says, well, why didn't you call the police or why didn't you call an ambulance? He says, ah, she didn't want me to. You know how women are. So he has really odd ideas about women. Yeah. It sounds like he wanted to keep Katya in the basement, too, you know. (laughs) (laughs) He's trying to control everything. And he's trying to control everything because his mother died. And we hear that later when he tells his father he should have kept her safe. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's like, um, I don't know what I'm trying to say, but it's just, I think it's a messed up at 13 years old. I mean, do you think that maybe you'd have a little more maturity than that and understand that it wasn't your father's fault? Yes, but you know, you don't know. You don't know how you react when you lose a parent, especially at 13. Yeah. But he has some idea that keeping people safe, you know, like if he locks her in the basement, she probably wouldn't have got cancer. You know, it's really weird, his ideas. So, yeah, some of it's about his mother dying, but there's other problems. There was problems before that, I have to imagine. So Jay brings him to his father this time and tells his father that he bought a bride from Russia. And we also find out that he blames his father for not keeping his mother safe, like we said. So when the talk with his father doesn't go well and, you know, Jay keeps telling him that she doesn't want him either. Peter steals her car and goes to Eric to say that Jay's hurt at the cabin. So Mahandra's annoying as well, again, in this episode, because she yeah. won't let Jay borrow her car. You know, the way she's yelling for her car, you have to imagine it's some kind of emergency. But no, nope, she has to have this whole conversation. I'm not letting you borrow my car. You know, shut well, up. She seems to, like, destroy every car that she's around. Well, how many cars did she destroy? She destroyed which car? I don't know. I feel like she's just, like, every time she's driving or every time she's near a car, she, like, backed up into... Yeah, that was one. You know, then she, the last episode, she drove, they got stuck in the mud. I just feel like she's got bad luck. 
the car ran over her father. <laughs> I forgot about the car. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I'd be a little weary, too, about having uh, having her borrow my car. I know, but you can see it was kind of an emergency. Yeah, but was it, though? Well, she thought the kid was going to do something to Eric. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. But it's not even so much that she says no. It's just she takes so long to say no when there's obviously a time factor here. Right. Yeah. Okay. You know, and I'm like, oh, my God, just tell her what's going on and get the freaking car. (laughs) It's like, jeez. But then we find out that Jake can hotwire a car. So she hotwires Eric's car to get to the cabin. Now, last week he had a truck. I mean, he didn't bring a car and a truck on his honeymoon. Yeah. So I don't know what that's all about unless he got rid of the truck and decided to get this car. This does not seem like him, this car, not at all. Jay hotwires the car, and at the cabin, Peter's planning on hitting Eric with the baseball bat. Eric knew it was all a play to get him up to the cabin, so his attempt at murder fails. The thing is, this kid is clearly a psychopath. I keep saying psychopath, but something of the sort. And, you know, he's going to hit Eric with a baseball bat. And Eric stops him, but everybody lets him get away with all this stuff. They sit down and have a nice little talk. Yeah, you're upset your mother died, but murder isn't a symptom, usually. (laughs) Right, right, right. So, I don't know. So Peter's father goes to the trailer to give Katya money to get home. And she tells him exactly what she thinks about him and tells him that Peter's troubled, which he is. And she mentions his poetry and his father realizes that Peter copied the poems he used to write to his wife. Yeah. And Sharon shows up at the trailer because earlier Jay asked her to help get rid of Katya or send her back to Russia. But she interrupts Peter's dad and Katya hooking up. And as we said, Peter's dad tells Sharon that Katya won't be needing to go home after all, after knowing each other for an hour. Yeah. I guess she's all bought and paid for, so they may as well keep her. Did you hear what you just said? I was being sarcastic. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you were just reading your notes. No, I was being sarcastic. Because okay. it seems like they probably both have the same kind of thought process. Maybe his father's not a psychopath, but I feel like they both have the same thoughts Yeah, yeah. about women. So Jay shows up at the cabin as Peter and Eric are having a talk about Jay and Peter's mother. And Eric gives Jay a speech about how he's realized she's not ready for a relationship and he's still having issues about his wife but he thinks they should have a date because she makes him happy. So Peter comes out, congratulates them for working out their issues, and says not to worry about him. He'll be fine as Eric's car catches fire. Yeah, and again with the cars. Yeah, but Peter did it. I get it. <laughs> but Peter also says that he still might have some issues to work through. So Jay got the girl, Katya, a boy, but the bear and the donkey could also have been talking about her and Eric. Yeah. So I don't really have much more about this episode. Do you have anything else? Um, No. Like I said before a million times, I don't recall there's any episode I didn't like. And I did like this one. I thought the kid's hilarious. I could have lived without the creepy part. Yeah. So anything else? Um, No. All right. So we'll be back next time for episode nine, I think. Join us next time for season one, episode nine, safety, can, air, e. See you soon. Bye. Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook, at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Editions, Gypsy Blues, 
provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.